really got it bumping. Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone. Grab of the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go. The cage match, it's on now. When I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bring in the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place. Or get smacked down, play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker and EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. Well, I am sure they will be talking about the great hockey team known as the Las Vegas Golden Knights. But we're here to talk about wrestling, and we got a lot of it to talk about. But before we get into that, EJ, how the hell you been? I can't complain, man. Just getting ready to get fired up and talk about wrestling, man. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, man. I went uh, hiking again. I've been going hiking a lot more since uh, the weather's warmed up. So I find my trails on the All Trails app. And I found a trail like... 20s or 25 minutes so outside of like city limits uh-huh. all the trails i usually go to are like within the city limits so i got to this trail this new trail i've never been to and as soon as i get out the car i see a sign for a outdoor gun range and i hear shots popping off <laughs> yeah you might want to <laughs> I, I got my black ass back in that car so fast yeah you ain't gonna catch me slipping i, I go like back that. there and I thought I saw something that was attacking me or some bullshit. Yeah. I got back in the car and took my ass to a trail that I was more familiar with. I'd have been a little wary of that myself. Um, But outdoor ranges are fun. I just wouldn't be hiking around them. That was Uh, my weekend. Yeah. That was your weekend, man. It was pretty good. Had the kids this weekend. uh, Watched the Harry Potter movie. Took my daughter to the pool. We're actually going to Florida, uh, Orlando. Not this coming weekend, but the weekend following. We're going to go to Harry Potter World. You know, she's a real big Harry Potter mark. So take her to do that and find something for my son to get into while we're down there. Just a little three-day weekend. You know, take a day off work on Monday. A little family getaway. It'll be fun. I'm excited to get the get the Silverado back on the highway. It's been a minute since I took it out of out of the state, so gotta go get that's the oil change and shit this weekend. That's in that's in Orlando, right? Yep, about six and a half hours away from me if I don't stop. But I have kids with me, so I'll probably stop. That ain't too too bad. Is Harry Potter Land? Is that a part of something like a Universal Studios? Yeah, like it's that? a part of Universal, right? And like. It's so weird because you go in the Universal and you see all the rides like, you know, Fast and Furious and RoboCop or all this other shit, right? You see all of that, but you don't see Harry Potter World. You got to go through like the secret fucking entrance. And like, we almost missed it the last time I was there. 
and you go through this entrance and it looks just like all the fucking movies and all this so once you get in there it's like a whole nother theme park but if you don't fucking know that it's there <laughs> and you just walk right past it you never see it now like a little secret yeah like the, yep. like whatever the books are never really been into harry potter like that now uh what was i gonna say about uh the harry potter oh is it more so like kid oriented or is it like a lot of neck bear, like Star Wars type thing. It's just like wrestling. Like you got adults, you got kids, you got loners, you got couples. You know, it's 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 a dichotomy of a bunch of people. Like everybody, it, I didn't like Harry Potter. My brother loved Harry Potter, right? My brother's a lot more like I don't want to say ghetto, but ghetto than I am. I fucking loved Harry Potter. Like he was in that nerdy shit, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. I didn't like any of that shit. I was watching wrestling. So it's a it's a good dichotomy of people that a good mixture and I don't know, it, nobody really annoyed me. Like it was just everybody was there to see Harry Potter, like and it was a lot of fucking money. Just for me and my daughter, it's gonna be three hundred dollars to get in that park that day. Nice. Yeah. So she better appreciate the hell out of it. I better hear her talking about this fucking trip for the next ten years. Take lots of pictures. She will. Oh my god! Like eleven-year-old girl. Like every time we go somewhere, I feel like she's always fucking. I'm like, do you have an Instagram that I don't fucking know about? Like, what are you doing with all these pictures? She's just taking pictures, and she goes back and literally, like, I'll see her just looking through her photos. Okay, we're good enough. though, man. Making memories. That's one thing I didn't do enough of when I was like that age because we didn't have the technology like they did. But take enough pictures. We didn't have the money when I was that age to do that kind of shit. So, you know, I, I tried not to spoil my kids, but I also like, I want them to be able, like, I'm I'm doing all the wrestling shit now that I couldn't afford to do when I was younger. So like, I'm going to WrestleManias and like last year, me and Marty decided we were gonna hit you know three of the big four pay per views. Like, I didn't have the money to do that kind of shit when I was younger, and now I do. So I kind of want my kids to be able to experience shit that you know. Other kids in their what social class, I guess you would call it, are experiencing. As opposed to me, I lived on the outskirts of a really rich white high school <laughs> where they were all getting fucking brand new Mustangs and H2 Hummers and shit for their birthday, and I was driving a fucking Mercury Villager that was about to fall apart my senior year. So, you know, I want to let them keep up with the Joneses a little bit. Nothing wrong with a little bit of opulence. Fuck no. Um, a little housekeeping. I always forget to do this. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, the handles are up at the top. Check out our link tree. We got a lot of merch. I think I'm going to put some... Uh, I'm going to go check out our store and make a couple updates to it. Like, I think you can get like swimming trunks and bikinis and shit like that now. So, if what? anybody out there wants to fucking get a pair of boot-to-the-face swimming trunks... Check that link tree sometime in the next, like, three or four days. I am you know, I might do it after this fucking show is over, honestly. Like, I got nothing to do tonight after the show, so maybe I'll stay up and fuck with the store. But check that out. Um, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating. A five-star review would be great, but if you think we're only four, leave that, too. They all help. The more, the merrier. Uh, tell your friends about it. And, of course, here on Twitch, you can now subscribe to us to get rid of the commercials uh you can donate if you want to but just follow us tell more people like anything that we promote that you can do to help the show that's free 
please do that. And if you want to do something that costs money, hey, I'm not going to deter you from it. But all the free shit do that. Like, I don't want to tell you to spend money, but if it's free, fucking help us out. It's free, it's flowing, it's me and I'm going. It's always good to have a rhyme. EJ, let's get into some wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling going on. I did not watch Dominion. Um, I was with my kids all weekend, like I said, and just didn't have the time. But I did see a couple highlights from it. Mainly, the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan, challenging the Rainmaker Okada. We don't know when this match is going to take place. Honestly, I don't give a fuck when it's going to happen. I'm watching it. Yeah, uh... It was BCC versus Chaos and uh, Tanahashi. It was a good match. I mean, it wasn't any five-star classic, but it was, you know, typical Moxley getting in there, brawling, getting bloody. You know, if you sneeze on him, he bleeds. <laughs> Where was Dominion? Was that in the States or was that over in Japan? It was in Japan. Okay. So they wrestled last week at AEW and then went to Japan? Damn, good for them boys fucking getting them frequent flyer miles up. Yeah, I know that jet lag is going to be a mother. Yeah. Uh, that sounds cool, but I saw the promo, and I don't know if you were listening back when me and Marty were talking about Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, when he first came to AEW. I didn't get to watch him in ROH. So the only thing I knew about Daniel Bryan was WWE Daniel Bryan. And I kind of liked him, but I kind of was like, like the whole yes movement I thought was kind of nerdy. But this motherfucker, when he got to AEW, like completely like changed how I felt. And you were, uh, didn't you go to Revolution last year in Orlando? I did. We were there for the formation of the fucking BCC. And I was a fan of Bryan then, but these promos he's, he's cutting... <laughs> what do you tell Okada? You the rainmaker? Well, you in the desert. Ain't no fucking yeah. rain. <laughs> I so. You see the chains being loosened off them. You know, when you get a WWE, they pretty much give you the talking points. But I feel like he's getting to do all the promos that he couldn't do back in the day. So, you know, seeing a little bit of fire behind the promos that he's doing now. Yeah. You know what I liked about... uh his promos in AEW. Well, I shouldn't say that. You know what I liked about when he first came to AEW? I was there at All In or All Out in Chicago. And he came out and he literally cut a promo saying, I'm not here to talk shit about WWE. Like, they treated me really well. Unlike everybody else that comes over there. And the crowd booed him. Like, what do you mean you're not going to talk shit about WWE? He's like, I'm not here for that. I'm here to fucking wrestle. And ever since then, I was like, all right, let, let, me, let me see what Brian's working with. And, I mean, I've had no issues with him since then. His match with MJF, his feud with Moxley, uh, his match with Omega, Hangman. He's not winning most of these matches, but they're fucking entertaining me. And from what I understand, he doesn't really want to be world champion, which is stupid. But then again, he's, he's a little on the Adam Cole side. Real quick, as I'm talking, why is it I can watch Daniel Bryan wrestle and it be believable but when I watch Adam Cole, I don't feel the same way. Because you were never a big Adam Cole fan. But I just told you I wasn't a Daniel Bryan fan either. Well, since he's been to AEW, he got injured. And he hasn't really done anything to win you over on the mic. I don't think he can. Never say never. 
I don't know. They're about the same size. But when I watch them wrestle, like, I believe what Daniel Bryan's doing. I don't believe what Adam Cole's doing. Uh, I feel like Adam Cole's a little bit more lanky and they're like the same height, but he's like not filled out like Bryan is. And Bryan's got that hard hitting style that you could believe. Adam Cole, I don't know how to describe Adam Cole's yeah. style. It's more, a little bit more finesse, but he's not like a high flyer. I feel like if I'm walking down a dark alley and I see Adam Cole, I'm going to keep walking down a dark alley. But if I'm walking down a dark alley and I see Brian Danielson, I might still walk down there, but I'm going to think about it a little bit. Like, this motherfucker might put me in a pretzel or some shit like that, right? Like, I'm not worried about Adam Cole. And that's just, you know, that's just... Uh, I'm an older wrestling fan where I like my pro wrestlers that look like larger than life. You know, that's why I'm a Roman Reigns fan. That's why, you know, that's why I like Jade. That's why I like fucking the wrestlers that I do like. I was a big Legion of Doom fan. Sting back in the day. Like, I like my wrestlers to jump off TV to where if you see them in real life, you're like, that's a fucking pro wrestler. I mean... Is Brian Danielson really larger than life, though? That's what I'm. That's my point. He's not, but I can believe what I'm seeing with him and not Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why it's like that, appearance-wise. Because is it just because his promos, or is it because how, how aggressive he is in the ring? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. If I'm the only one that feels like this, I, I'm probably in the minority. Because Adam Cole's got a big following, so. I mean, if I saw Brian Danielson walking down the alley, I probably want to, looks like a hippie, so I probably might want to light something up with him. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress. I don't know, man. Adam Cole hasn't really been hitting on all cylinders since coming to AEW. Injury had to do part of it. Yeah. Uh, Any big takeaways from Dominion? Uh, Osprey beat the murder hawk, and he calls out your boy Kenny Omega directly afterwards. Again, they're gonna clash at maybe uh Forbidden Door. He's got to beat Omega this time. He's like zero and three against Omega. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, that match at uh that they had at Wrestle Kingdom. I still that's a candidate for match of the year. It happened at the beginning of the year, so it's going to kind of be in the back of everybody's yeah. mind, but I'm yeah. still keeping that on my list of candidates. I feel like unfairly, Wrestle Kingdom match of the years don't get, they don't sustain the momentum throughout the year. I think like, I feel like if you're going to do a match of the year or, or year in reward awards, it should go like WrestleMania to WrestleMania. So like start at WrestleMania first of April and go to the week leading up to WrestleMania. So the world just revolves around WWE. No, I'm, I'm doing it for new Japan's sake, because if you do it from January to December, by the time you get to this, like nobody's going to fucking remember Osprey and Omega after all the shit, we're going to watch the rest of the year. I mean, people remember uh, Omega and Okada. I didn't. That was like everybody's match of the year. I was. Ne- I never even. Honestly, I wasn't watching New Japan then. I honestly started watching New Japan when Jericho and Cody showed up. Then were they? Didn't they show up around that time? Or like uh, 
it was around that time that Jericho showed up because he called out Omega. Yeah, it's kind of hard to keep up with New Japan because their weekly shows a little bit behind. But I try to catch the big shows, the Wrestle Kingdoms, the Minions. Like when I try to tap and say I'm a, the hugest New Japan fan. Yeah, um, I'm. I wonder if they're gonna put Brian and. Uh, I know last year Brian was supposed to wrestle Zack Saber Jr., who I can't stand, right? And then he got hurt. Didn't Claudio end up wrestling Zack Saber Jr.? Yep. And beat him, right? Yeah, that was his. Uh, yeah. So introduction to the BCC. He joined that same night. He uh, debuted. I guess that's why Brian's not fighting Saber Jr. He's like, you can't even beat fucking Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> Waste my time with so. you for. Saber had a decent match on uh, the pay-per-view. He's an yeah, ROH he's now, isn't he? What's that? Isn't he an ROH now? Like, constantly an ROH? I think he did a match, but I think that was a one-off. He he just wrestled, uh, yeah, on ROH. Or, was it Rampage or ROH? It's one of those two. I feel like him and Joe have had a thing going because they're both the TV champions. I don't know. I don't watch ROH. Yeah, I don't either, sadly. I need to, though, because Athena's still the champion, and I'm like, this is the most interested I've ever been in her In her when she was on Rampage and Dark, like, just beating the shit out of motherfuckers, and now she's the ROH women's champion, so I need to, I need to pay attention to that. I mean, we both have access to ROH. We're not going to promote where we watch it at, but uh, it's either I watch ROH or I watch Impact, so, and I always choose Impact. I don't have time to watch another two-hour show. Man, not to mention this collision show coming up. Yeah. It'd be awful. I, uh, uh, weekends like this past weekend, I would have loved for a fucking live wrestling show on Saturday night. Yeah. Where I'm just, yeah, like, I mean, chilling at home. Cool. Yeah. I think it's going to be cool if, you know, nothing's going on on a Saturday night. I think it's, it's going to. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's going to be fun for the live experience for it, like. A wrestling live broadcasted TV show on a Saturday night. You ain't got to go to work the next day. For people that want to take their kids, like your kids ain't got to go to school. There's no early. You know what I mean? Like you can ha- you can sleep in on Saturday, get up. You waiting all day for it. You go to the show and you come home and you don't have to wake up and do it. Like I think that's gonna be the best part of it is if you're going to the show. I think it being on a Saturday is gonna be the best part. Now. Apparently, I'm the only one that thinks that because from everything I've read online, ticket sales aren't doing too good for for AEW Collision, except for the one Chicago show with Punk. Those shows in Canada are not selling well, is the reports that I've been seeing. Yeah, but where are these dirt sheets getting their information from? Is that like public knowledge from the box office? Uh, WrestleTix on Twitter. You can follow them, and they have pretty... uh, they have pretty accurate. I think they actually have a Patreon page too, where like they know the setup of the arena, they know how many tickets were sold, how many are available, the whole nine. Um, but yeah, it is public. You just gotta find it. You gotta like it ain't hard to do if you want if you're bored, <laughs> or you can have somebody else do the work for you, like WrestleTix. That's unfortunate though, because I'm hoping that show does well, just because it gives the mm-hmm. talent more opportunity. You know, you get some TV time. 
Same. You think though they don't go to Canada that much? You think it sell pretty well in Canada? Yeah, but they're doing like a like a, a, a month almost in Canada. Like Canadians, are like fuck, eh? Like we get it. <laughs> you gonna come here once every eight years, but when you come here, like you don't want to fucking leave. Yeah, but Canada stretches wide. Like I don't know what uh, markets they're going to in Canada, but you got the West Coast Canada, kind of like, you know, like the Seattle area up northwest, and then you got East Coast, like the Toronto side. So, but I didn't look at their schedule, so I don't know how closely they're putting those shows together when they do that uh, Canada tour. Uh, we got Wednesday, the twenty eighth of June, in Ontario for Dynamite Rampage. And then Sunday will be Forbidden Door on the 25th of June. That's in Toronto. Uh, the 24th of June in Toronto as well. So that's the day before. It's for Collision. Uh, let's see here. July 5th, they're in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, June 29th, they're in Ontario again. And July fifteenth. I mean, they're they're there for a fucking month almost. Calgary, a couple times, or Calgary. They start in Calgary. They go to Calgary again for Stampede. Uh, Ontario, Edmonton, Alberta, Toronto, Toronto, and then Hamilton, Ontario. So they're in Canada for a minute. Yeah, maybe too much too soon doing so many Canada dates. I'm I'm really intrigued by the fact that announcing CM Punk hasn't gotten them more ticket sales, like right off the bat. Yeah, since the last time uh, we did a show, we ain't even talked about your boy Phil coming back. I like it. You know, I'm huh? I'm 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 a sucker for like awkward drama. You know, like uncomfortableness. I love it. You know, I don't like punk, but him coming back, like the tension that's going to be on TV. I love it. I don't want, I want to. All right. We're, we're, we're older wrestling fans, right? We know the routine. We know, you know, everything's scripted. We know like most of the time they're trying to work us. Right. So I'm sign me up for some shit when I don't know what's real or fake. Like if Punk hauls off and hits somebody and they start bleeding, like I don't know if he just fucking <laughs> if he had a flashback of him kicking in his fucking hotel or his locker room door, right? Like sign me up for that shit. I want the awkwardness. I want him to come out there and say some shit that he ain't supposed to say like he did the last time. One, because I can tweet about it and all the punk haters get mad at me. And two, because it's fun. What do you think about that mixed reaction? I don't think it was completely 50-50. I said it was about 65-35. chairs and was like some boo scattered in there. I would just like to say to the people that booed the CM Punk announcement, where the fuck y'all been? Welcome. I've been leading this fucking bandwagon for 15 years almost. The guy sucks. He sucks. He's overrated. He's overrated like a mother. What? Tell me what's so special about CM Punk. He's uh, good on the stick. Is he, though? Because that pipe bomb, like, it's come out. Like, everybody that thought he was doing what he wanted to do, like, it was clearly scripted, and they let him say all that. So, like, what's what's he so good at? He ain't been good on the mic since he's been back in AEW. 
I like his AEW promos. He was a little shaky at first, but then he finally caught his groove. Then he got hurt. <laughs> when he caught his groove, EJ, is when he was upset and like just saying shit. And he was going off script. That's what you liked. So you're like me. You like the fucking awkward, like uncomfortable shit. And in his uh, heyday, even though I wasn't watching at the time, apparently he was the best in the world in the ring. No, he was never the best in the world. John Cena was better than him. They're going to come after you. In the I don't give a fuck. They can't. CM Punk fans can't fight. That's true. CM Punk can't fight. <laughs> Come after me. I'll let y'all know what next show I'll be at. But yeah, um Yeah, I'm all about the drama in the ring. I hope there's no more drama backstage because they can't afford for another blow up to happen like that. Right. But, you know, if they could you know, blur the lines and draw money, I'm all for it. I like to be a fly on the wall, like the backstage interactions. They're supposed to keep them separate, so I wonder how that's going to play out. I agree with you, though. Like, I I wish they would leave all the, the drama and shit, like, off. Like, the shit that happened at Brawl Out, like, I was a fan of it. But it, after you sit back after a couple days and you think about it, you're like, man, this dude don't give a fuck about his boss, like... Tony's got no control over anybody like motherfuckers just doing whatever they want and like like you said earlier you want AEW to do well with this new show I want AEW to do well in general like we sit here and we make fun of them. we make fun of all the companies right when they fuck up but like AEW has a show with 70,000 people coming up this summer like no other company besides WWE has done that WCW never even fucking did that they could have but they never were ambitious enough to do it. Like the more successful wrestling companies we have here in North America, the better for everybody, the more options you have. So at the end of the day, like I don't see why people would cheer against AEW or cheer against WWE. Like the more wrestling, the better. Like we're all fucking wrestling fans. Tribalism. Everybody wants to be uh, on the side of history saying that, the thing that they like one that's all it is yeah i mean you you can have your favorites but i feel like cheering against an entire organization because you prefer a couple wrestlers in the other organization like that's that shit don't make sense to me but it is what it is i'm arguing online about it all the time not all the time but every once in a while it's just weird to me the tribalism and wrestling like why don't you just enjoy everything even when i was a kid i was never uh even though i did uh gravitate more towards wcw at first but you know i enjoyed wwf as well oh no i was tribalistic like a motherfucker back then like i was wcw all the i couldn't fucking stand hulk hogan back then and then when he brought his punk ass to wcw and all of a sudden sting had to take a back seat like i hated that motherfucker well you just answered your own question uh, now we know why people are tribalis- tribalistic. I was like 10 years old, EJ. Yeah, you got some immature people online. <laughs> These motherfuckers are like, like 35. Yeah, but you got younger kids too or that shit on either company. Hmm. I guess. Who knows what I would have said if I had Twitter back then. 
you would have got suspended three times over. Yeah, I'd have called all Co- Hulk Hogan all kind of bitches and hoes back then. You you uh had some type of intuition premonition back then. You knew he was gonna turn out to be a piece of shit. I've told I told I've told people like I've called it with a couple wrestlers. I never really liked Hogan. I never fucked with Velveteen Dream. And there was one more that I really didn't like. Sonny. I never really liked Sonny. I always thought she was hot, but it was just something about her I didn't like. And Shawn Michaels. Fuck that guy. Nah, that's where I draw the line. Heartbreak shit. He was a political bully backstage. Hey, sometimes you gotta ruffle little feathers to get what you want. He did more than ruffle feathers. He was trying to skin the fucking chicken. I blame the drugs. (laughs) That's what he said, too. (laughs) He blamed the drugs and he blamed the Marines. Nah, man. (laughs) I don't bring that up again. (laughs) I lost my smile. Anyway, um, <laughs> what is this MJF take you got? Oh, man. We want to get into that now. Yeah, let's do that before we go to break. I'll try to be short-winded, but it's kind of a longer theory. So, MJF, don't get me wrong. He's got the chops right now to be the world champion. He talk on the mic and he can go in the ring. He's underrated in his in ring skills. Big time. But I think Tony Khan acquiescing to all of the MJF's demands. And you know Tony Khan is kind of a wrestler first type, wrestler friendly type owner. But I think yep. that's kind of messing up the ecosystem of his company. Because you remember in uh, WCW, you know, they had like the hierarchy of championships. You had the TV championship. That was like the kind of like the workhorse type title. And you had the U.S. title. That was, you know, the stepping stone title. Yeah. Somebody who's, you know, gearing up to go to the main event scene. They got next. You had the world champ- and you had the world championship. So I think Tony Khan messed up by giving in to MJ's demand when he had that, that little hissy fit back last summer and hot-shotting them to the title. Like I said, MJF has all the credentials to be a world champion, but I think the timing is a little bit off because, uh, you know, he's kind of, you know, put like a, you know, a a stranglehold on this world title scene, which should have happened, you know, I think Orange Cassidy should have had the television title. You know, he's the workhorse-type champion that they had. And they should have built up that international title to be the stepping stone title. They should have gave MJF that title. He could run with that title for two years, make it the, you know, prestigious stepping stone title, kind of like what Gunther's doing. Like, imagine if that international title, if MJF had it and they had that four pillars match, because I think all those other three guys, they should be like in that kind of scene too. All those guys are young and it's kind of like hampering like the guys that are ready right now, like Jay White. Like he should be in the title scene. He's kind of just doing nothing right now. Adam Cole should be in that world title scene. Alistair Black, guys like that are ready now to be in that scene. And even Danielson still like got some in the tank and he should be in the scene. But these guys got to do other stuff because, you know, MJF's got a strangle on this world title. And I don't think they plan on taking it off him anytime soon. And it's kind of messing up the ecosystem of the company, I think. I think... I think 
your feelings on it right now is more of a uh, kind of like a what have you done for me lately type thing, right? Like MJF just got out of the the feud or the program with the four pillars. And like you said, you think those guys should be fighting for the international title. I don't think Sammy's ready. I don't think Jungle Boy's ready. And I don't think Darby's ready to be in a heavyweight championship program. I think MJF is, though. I think the program he had with Moxley was good. With Danielson was good. Um, I think the stuff he did with Cody was good. Like, when you take away the, you got to go through all this shit and then I'll fight you stuff. I think his stuff with Jericho was good. Like, everything he's doing, I think, is main event worthy. And then when he wrestles, he doesn't do it much. But when he does, he's really fucking good. Like, I was not a fan of the guy when AEW first started. And now, like, I have to watch what he does. Sometimes he goes a little too far with the singing and all that kind of shit. But his promos are good. Uh, He looks believable. Like, he's transformed his body now. Fucking ripped. And he stepped his game up in the ring. I think him being world champion is okay. I think this four pillars program that he's been involved with is kind of hurting it's hurting the the first reaction you get when you think of his world title reign right now so on one hand i agree with you about the four pillars part but the mjf thing i I think i think he's the right world champion right now he's young he's new how many fucking old wwe people you're gonna get to be world champion you gotta start building from within eventually you named Aleister Black, former WWE guy. Um, Even Ricky Starks, I feel like, yeah. is ready now to be in that world title. And, and I'm saying MJF is ready, but I feel like you could have stressed it out a little bit more if he would. Because, what, he's 26? What, what would be the problem with him maybe getting it in 2025? I don't know. Like the, 28. Ricky Starks is about the same age, right? Nah, Ricky Starks is older. Ricky Starks is like born in like 1990. Was he really? Yeah, he's, he's older, man. Yeah, that's only 32, though. Like I said, MJF's been a fine champion. I just feel like they could have you could have stressed it out a little bit. And he's like, like, nah, what are you doing with uh, Jay White? Is not a WWE guy, and I feel like he's I don't, wasted I don't, right I don't now. see it with Jay White. Like, I liked I like him in that. New Japan, but I think what a lot of these New Japan guys are gonna run into is. They can't cut the same kind of promos they cut in New Japan. You can't say fuck every other word on TV and AEW. And that was what a lot of them, like, their crutch. They could cuss. And, yeah, it made it more believable. Like, I fucking love Will Ospreay. Like, he'll call you a cunt in a heartbeat. And I fucking love that shit. But, like, if Will Ospreay came to America or WWE or AEW or even Impact, like, he can't cut the same kind of promo. I get, I get why Tony Khan did it because he doesn't want him to go off to WWE. But I feel like MJF is so good, he doesn't even necessarily need a title. I agree with that too. But you also want to put MJF is arguably the biggest star that they have. You could say it's CM Punk, um, but MJF is arguably the biggest quote unquote homegrown star that they have. Uh, so yeah, you, you, the company's been around three, four years now, like. I don't know. I don't I don't have an issue with it. I just think they need to put him in better programs than like if I polled a hundred wrestling fans and I said, 
who's absolutely not going to win this match. 99% of those votes would have been for either Darby, Jungle Boy, <laughs> or Sammy Guevara. Like, nobody thought that any of them were going to win. You can't put him in a program where you know that he's not going to lose the title. And it's just like, all right, well, we're just kind of waiting on this shit to be over with. Like, we got another three weeks for the pay-per-view. Then we can move on. And then you don't even put him on TV after that. Yeah. Like I said, I don't have an issue with him being champion. But how do you go back to some of these guys that you pay all this money to when they basically mid Carters, I guess? I mean, they're, you, you said it right there. You pay all this money to. You pay them yeah. to stay in shape, stay ready so they ain't got to get ready. And when it's time to heat them up, you heat them up. It definitely can correct itself, so you know, I'm wait. I'm willing to wait to see how it plays out. Um, but it looks, I guess, Adam Cole is probably going to be next for MJF. I guess we have to see tomorrow. He's MJF supposed to be on the mic. If I got to sit through a fucking Adam Cole title reign, my God, he's not. Gonna, I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he's probably going to be MJF's next program. Of course, he's going to win because I don't like him. Why wouldn't he win? <laughs> That's just how wrestling goes, right? Like. I had to sit through all those fucking Shawn Michaels title reigns. Hey, Shawn Michaels was hell of a champion. Hulk Hogan. Ugh. Ric Flair. Rick Triple Hulk. H. I had to sit through all these motherfuckers all the time. What happens? Sting gets the belt and he's fucking got it for two months and he loses it again. Sting did have those like little short reigns. Sting never really had a lengthy title reign. Like, but remember what I always say? It's all about the chase. Yeah. He had a couple of good reigns in Impact, though. But he was healed, too. So. Joker's thing. Yeah. Admire's in the chat says, What's up? What up, Admire? What up? Uh, tune in. You could talk about. Admire's got some. Uh, <laughs> Admire's got some big life changes coming up, which we'll talk about tomorrow night on 80 Proof at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Twitch.tv. Um, I hear that. But let's take a break, EJ. Uh, we'll be right back. When we come back, we'll get into uh, your undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Even though there's a new world title, they got defended last night. We'll get into that. We'll get into our power rankings and we'll get into a little bit more. And if you got anything you want to tell us about in the chat, go ahead and type it in. And when we come back, we will get into it here on Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Boots of the Face, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. This past Friday on SmackDown, Triple H showed up to award Roman Reigns with a new, brand spanking new, undisputed WWE Universal Championship, all black and gold. And I have two questions, EJ. One, mm-hmm. does that mean the blue title and the other black title are done with? And two, how can you be the undisputed champion when there's literally a champion on Mondays? Yeah, I mean, it appears that, you know, they're going to retire that Universal Championship, the blue one, and then the black WWE Championship. Second, uh, question that you answered the answer for your second question is i don't know it doesn't make any sense because you have a world champion on raw 
I think they kind of panicked and just like, all right, we're just going to make one belt and keep it the name of Undisputed. They could have just called it the Unified World Championship. That would have made more sense. Kind of like what they do in boxing when all four belts aren't uh, unified. If like two belts are unified, they call it unified, the Unified belt. So I don't know. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever unless they got like something they're going to do storyline with it later on. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm 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 super confused about it because then you uh, we've talked about this before like us wrestling nerds like me like you worry about the lineage of the championships now like is the universal title gone now is the WWE title gone now the world title clearly has no lineage because Rollins is the number one guy uh so the next person that wins are they now a WWE champion or the universal champion or are they both? No clue. And WWE usually is good when it comes to like clarifying that stuff up. And the whole title scene is just a big mess right now. And then the women's championships are on separate shows. Like, I don't know what they're doing right now. Um, also like as far as the lineage goes, like, Roman's at a thousand and eleven days or something like that. Now he's universal champion, but he's like creeping up on CM Punk's record for WWE champion. But he's only got one belt now. So like, dude, the numbers just keep like I. I would love to fucking be able to interview Triple H or somebody that's in charge and just ask them like ten questions. Like one, question number one: Why the fuck does the Raw Women's Champion wrestle on SmackDown, and vice versa? Like, what are y'all doing? Question number two. <laughs> How's Roman Reigns undisputed when there's a world champion on Monday Night Raw? Question number three. Why the fuck did you beat Sting at WrestleMania? Well, uh, all that's just best for business, bro. <laughs> In this very ring, uh, I beat Sting. <laughs> that shit yeah, man, was so good. I don't know. Like, like you said, it doesn't make sense. Like, I guess all it ties back to the universal. Maybe that's why they kept it all together because they don't want to interrupt his like the consecutive days that are building up. But uh, this is a big mess. I have a million thoughts on it, but yeah, we'll be sitting here all day but with the world title. Why did he even bring that back into play? They had a chance to split Roman's titles up that he had now. It's just a big mess. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't understand why they just didn't say, all right, Roman, nobody can beat you. You're exclusive to SmackDown. We're going to need that WWE title back. And then you have that tournament, and Seth is the WWE champion now instead of the world champion. Like, it was that simple. And you, you eliminate all these fucking questions. Roman keeps the universal title. He forfeits the WWE title. His reign stops there where it was by forfeit. And he's still a, a thousand eleven days as universal champion. Also, the motherfucker is only defended the title four times this year. We're in June. What happened to every thirty days? I'm a Roman guy. Like, but goddamn, come to work. Uh, you know, rules don't apply when it comes to certain people. This is the um, same shit we used to bitch at about Brock Lesnar though when he was the champ. It's like the universal champion doesn't have to defend the title when they don't want to, unless you're Finn Balor. Then if we know you're going to be hurt, then we strip the shit from you. Maybe that's a caveat that it doesn't apply to the Universal Championship. It only applies to the WWE Championship. Um, where, do you, uh, where do you rank Roman 
as far as like you saw the graphic, you saw the video that they did on Friday. Harley Race, Ric Flair, Sting. He's up there with Bruno San Martino and Hogan and Pedro Morales. Like those are the only three ahead of him, I believe. Uh, he probably won't catch Bruno or Pedro Morales. Oh, I'm sorry, Bob Backlund. He'll pass Pedro and he'll probably catch Hogan. In the totality of a, excuse me, of a title reign, he's been champ for three years now. Uh, he hadn't defended the title nearly as much as those guys did, but I will say this. Ric Flair defended the title like six, seven times a week, but he was defending it against like Joe the mechanic that works down the street, like the local hero. You know what I mean? Like Roman's defending his title against Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, John Cena, like all these former world champions. Meanwhile, Ric Flair's wrestling some guy I've never fucking heard of. And I don't know if you watch Ailey's wrestling or not, but them guys don't look like their cardio was the best. <laughs> Smoking a pack a day back then. It's a lot of fun to go back and watch old school WCW Saturday nights and just try to guess what the other, like if Sting's wrestling some jobber, try to guess what this guy really does for a living because it ain't pro wrestling. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's Phil. He'll fucking change your carburetor out for you in a heartbeat if you need to. Yeah, that's Jim. He's a fucking pharmacist over at Earl's Pharmacy on 13th Street. Like he'll he'll also do your drywall for you. Yeah, those are the kind of motherfuckers Ric Flair was defending the title against. So in the pantheon of champions, how high you you don't even t- had to tell me like one, two, or three. You put them top five. You put them top ten. You put them top fifteen. I mean, what like there's so many ways Variables. you could grade it and yeah. so many criteria. So what do you mean by like the pantheon of champions? If you look at the all right, so you got Bob Backlund, Bruno San Martino, Hogan, Pedro Morales, and Roman Reigns. Those are the top five as far as like lengthy title reigns. I I look at it like this. I think he is top five. I, I honestly and this might be a little prisoner of the moment, I put him number one. Because those guys didn't have to deal with social media and pandemics and you know like I said they were wrestling like nobody's like Romans had to come up think of all the guys he's had to wrestle the Undertaker Mark Henry Randy Orton like I said Drew McIntyre John Cena the Shield the uh did I say the Undertaker already Kane Daniel Bryan like the list is just incredible the 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 talent pool that he came up with compared to the talent pool that Bruno San Martino was in or Ric Flair or Hogan even, you know, Hogan had to deal with like the ultimate warrior and macho man. And that was it. Like it was just a couple of them. There was nobody else like in the main event level. Like we didn't really think that the earthquake was going to beat Hulk Hogan, you know, like he didn't have any other top stars around. Romans had to deal with generational superstars and he still like elevated himself over the top of all of them. And then to have a three year reign when WWE setting box office records left and right. Yeah, I know the money's kind of changed now, but they're still breaking records as far as money goes while he's on top. Well, Mind you, I haven't even mentioned 
He's in the best fucking storyline in the past 20-something years. Yeah, that definitely helps. In the grand scheme of things, as far as single title reign, like consecutive single title reign, I mean, I've never seen anything like it, but it's hard to judge because I wasn't around for those other guys like Bruno and Hulk and yeah. Bob Backlund, so I don't like have I'm... a apples to apples thing to compare it to. I don't know how major they came off of back in the day. I wasn't around for for Bruno San Martino. But I can look at those highlights and tell you he would that that wasn't it. And I don't I don't want to, I know it's disrespectful and all that, but he just wasn't the athlete that these guys are nowadays. Like and neither were the people he was wrestling. I can tell you right now, Bob Backlund came back in the 90s. Like that's different. That was a I, he was like a heel. Right, I understand, but he was still Bob Backlund. Like, it was still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could probably go back, and we could probably look at the big-time matches that Bruno had as a champion, that Bob Backlund had as a champion, and even Hogan. And I guarantee you they won't be as good as the matches that Roman's had. Now. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, if the criteria judging it based on a lot of in-ring stuff too you can't really deny Roman but as much as I dislike Terry like we can't sneeze at that run he had it was before I was born but that run he had initial run I guess when he beat the Iron Sheet then he had it for like four years and he's like one of the biggest things in America right and and I'm not trying to sneeze at it but I'm also saying look at the competition like who he was defending the title against you know He's defending the title against like the earthquake and one man gang and fucking Andre the Giant who couldn't even walk anymore at the time. Like Sergeant Slaughter is the one who ended up taking it from him, I think, right? Like his level of competition wasn't nearly as what Romans is right now. He was big, setting records, like set the world on fire, but wrestling was different then also. Like you said, somebody might be judging it on those days criteria. Yeah, you're right. But uh, I'm not going to give Terry any credit if I don't have to. So yeah, fuck that guy. I, I say Romans is more impressive than. I put it in these categories. Box office, Romans destroying records. Now, so did Hogan. In ring, I think. I can't think of a bad match. He, he had a good match with Braun Strowman. On SmackDown when he came Did back. He? Yeah. He defended the title against Braun Strowman like when he first won and then Strowman got released not too far after. Um really good match. Like name a bad Roman Reigns match since he's been a tribal chief. I mean, I'm sure he has a, a mid one here or there. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I can think of some really good ones though. Um Storyline. Like, none of those guys had storylines like this. Now they all worked more dates than him, but to me, I don't think I don't think that matters a lot anymore. Like defending the title on house shows and like Ric Flair could wrestle six days a week, but if he's not wrestling here in Atlanta, I have no idea that he defended the title. So why does that matter? Like he he was never in jeopardy of losing the title because it was just a house show. So just because you're saying he defended the title, that really doesn't mean anything. That's true as well. And then, guess it. Go ahead. I was gonna say, but storyline, like, this is the best storyline going in. 
I mean, honestly, since like the NWO storyline, if you want to like to me, if you want to be real, I can't remember a storyline that every week I'm intrigued by. And I can't wait to see what the fallout from last week is going to be since the NWO. And, you know, we'll take it to Austin McMahon also. But to me, NWO was uh, they were there first and they were a little bigger than that. If it weren't for the NWO, there would have been no like attitude there. But that's 25, 30 years ago. And then you got to look at. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't mean to take over the whole fucking segment. Is that a compliment to how good this story writing is or how bad it was in between the Austin NWO and I think it's a, a compliment to them because in the NWO, it was Hogan. It was Sting. Luger got elevated a little bit. Well, a lot of bit. Luger was pretty fucking over. And then DDP got elevated. That was it, though. Everybody else was just kind of up and down, up and down. Look at this storyline and, and, like, how many people this guy is, like, bringing along with him. Main event, Jay Uso, right? Solo. Solo doesn't even do anything. And he's, like, <laughs> one of the biggest stars in the company right now. Sami Zayn was not a main event star until he got involved with the bloodline. They've brought up fucking Kevin Owens. Now, they main event at WrestleMania. A tag team match main event at WrestleMania. Never done before, right? Cody. Cody was a, he was, he was a big star, but when he got involved with Roman, all of a sudden, that fucking whoa got a lot louder when he started going face-to-face with the tribal chief. Like, he's bringing up a lot of people. To, I don't know. I just... It could be it could be prisoner of the moment thing on my part, but to me, like as far as like the top five WWE champions of all time, like I th- I think he's up there. And John Cena said he was the best too. You can't trust John Cena. Who are you gonna trust? Yeah, I heard his interview he did on Buster uh, Open, but I think it boils down to is whether you prefer quality over quantity, because pound for pound, you can't deny the quality that Roman's faced over these past three years. But if you're old school work great guy who wants somebody to be on the road every day then you'll probably choose those old timers yeah yeah all about preference i guess but i've never seen anything like what roman's doing right now because we kind of grew up in the microwave area microwave era of storylines growing up so i don't think you ever answered the question ej you put them top five top ten wwe uh, top champions of all time. I'll put them um, top three of title reigns all time. I got them number one as far as like those uh, champions that had lengthy, dominant I, runs. I mean, like like I said, I, I, I might as well put them number one because, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't around to see those guys. So how could I even really judge them? So I guess. Yeah, he's number one in my book. Now that I think about it, I you know I I hate to say this because his birthday was this past week. Uh, the great Petopolis, he's gonna hate to hear this, but I feel like if you've seen one Ric Flair match, you've seen all Ric Flair matches. I could I could watch Ric Flair versus Sting, and I could tell you every spot that they were gonna do when it's coming. Chop, no sale, shoot to the ropes, military press. Flair begs off, pokes Sting in the eye, start all over. Like, 
It happened every match. Get Sting in the figure four. Sting fucking beats on his chest, turns it over, and the finish is either Flair cheats or Sting puts him in the Scorpion Deathlock and wins. Like, if you've seen one Ric Flair match, you've seen all Ric Flair matches. I don't feel that way about Roman. I'm not going to go that far and say that about Ric Flair matches, but uh, go, how long was Ric Flair's go, longest title run? <laughs> go watch 10 random Ric Flair matches and tell me I'm lying when we get back next week. If I have the time. <laughs> You'll probably stop on number three or four and be like, this motherfucker was absolutely right. <laughs> well, how long was Ric Flair's longest NWA title run? I know he's had it for over a year or two. I don't know what his longest was, but I mean, I feel like I feel like when I was a child, Flair was always the fucking champion. Even when Sting won, I feel like he only had the title for like six months, and Flair had it right back, and then fucking left and took it to WWF. That was cold blooded. Eh, I don't think so. I was on Flair's side on that one. I wonder. I, I feel like they should keep this title on Roman, let him break Backlund's record or uh, San Martino's record. That's a long time, long dog. That's, that's that's like four more years. Like, yeah, it's like another three or four years. Yeah, it's like, you know, I think morale would be pretty fucking bad around there if you knew that, like, your contract could be up and you're never going to have a shot at the world title. Like, That's why they created this uh, Fugazi. World <laughs> the Fugazi title. Yeah, but that's on Raw. Like, if you're on SmackDown, you don't get a shot at the Raw title. Hey, tough shit. Uh, we got a question, EJ, from Admire. says, I want to hear each of your top five least charismatic wrestlers of all time. Stipulation is they had to wrestle on a big event. I think what he's trying to say is one of the big companies. Uh, we won't do five each, EJ. We'll just go, you know, back and forth until we get to five. How about that? Okay. Least charismatic. Yeah. I'll let you go first. <laughs> I want to pick the low-hanging fruit and say Lance Storm, but I think Lance Storm actually was charismatic, but his gimmick was that he wasn't. Ooh, yeah, because he had like the old-school wrestling gimmick or whatever. If I could be serious for a minute. Yeah. I actually like Lance Storm. Lance Storm's run in WCW where he was like winning all the fucking titles and putting a Maple Leaf sticker on top of him <laughs> when he made the fucking U.S. title, the Canadian title, I thought was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, he he just wasn't very charismatic. So, give me Lance Storm. I'll go with Steve Blackman. Oh man, that's a good one. Looked like a thousand bucks, but man, that's a good one. He should have been number one. Yeah, Steve Blackman. Like I said, he may I guess his like style was maybe ahead a little bit ahead of his time, because he was like you know hard hitting, but. He was like, his personality is like watching paint dry. I'll go to one half of your women's tag team champions. I, shit. I'll pick both of them. Shayna and Ronda. I don't think either one of them has any charisma. I don't agree with that. With Ronda. Shayna. Of all time, like, come on, man. I've had, I've I think Ronda's very, like, she has no charisma. She hasn't. Just no time. Like I, I liked her first run, but like, 
Just go watch one of her promos. She's awful. Awful. No charisma. So we did we did that's three so far. Four, I'm gonna stay in that like Steve Blackman round. I'll say Dan Severn. You just picking former fucking UFC fighters now. I, you want me to pick Tank Abbott? <laughs> it didn't tra- it didn't tra- a lot of them, even though they were real tough guys, it didn't translate the being compelling characters on TV. I'm going to go. Speaking of the NWO, one of the guys that I thought should have been elevated with the NWO but wasn't really. I'm going to go Scott Norton. I knew you were going to say Scott. Yeah, I mean, it didn't tra- he had a hell of a run in New Japan, yeah. but it didn't translate to WCW TV. I want to say he was New Japan World Champion, was he not? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Apparently, he's like a huge celebrity over there like that, for that time period. The best thing he did was when he teamed with Ice Train, and they were firing ice <laughs> way back on uh, WCW Nitro when it first started. Well, who, who's Vicious and Delicious? That was Scott Norton and uh, Buff, Buff Bagwell. Man, Buff had so many good fucking tag teams, but Vicious and Delicious was like, that was pretty good. Yeah, so there are five, Admire. Admire says Andre the Giant, no big finisher, flashy moves, crap on the mic, no shit talking or action, boring as fuck, and the only reason he was huge is he was huge. Half his wins, he just laid on people. You know? To say that out loud sounds blasphemous in wrestling, but I kind of agree with you. I was never, I was never Andre. Andre was good in the Princess Bride, though. True, but uh, I I say I have an honorable mention: the Great Khali. He was awful. He was good in uh, the Longest Yard. He didn't say anything. Yeah, he was just there though. (laughs) He fucking fair enough. <laughs> Man, Admire got us shitting on wrestlers. Seriously, you don't agree with Ronda? Ra- you think Ronda's got charisma? Yeah, I feel like they need to unleash her a little bit. Let her talk like how she did back in the UFC. You can tell she's like kind of reading off the script in her head. Like, let her go with no script like they do Brock Lesnar for the most part. Because you know what Brock Lesnar go out there and does what the fuck he wants on the mic. Yeah, I think I think Ronda's top five for me of least charisma. Uh, once I've, Like, you're Ronda Rousey, right? Like, you come in with all this fanfare. You're one of the biggest female combat sports stars of all time. And I was watching Monday Night Raw, and her music hit, and she was just another wrestler. It's not even special anymore. Like, her music used to hit, and you'd be like, oh, fuck, it's Ronda Rousey. But she has such a lack of charisma now that now she's just she's just another fucking wrestler. Like, there's nothing special about her anymore. And that's sad, honestly. Like, I think they're doing that purpose, purposely, though, to kind of tear apart to build her back up and I think she wants to be like one of the girls in the locker room at this point that's fine but you still 
need to be one of the biggest stars. Like that's the reason you're here. They didn't hire Ronda Rousey. If Ronda Rousey was fucking Kiana James in NXT, she wouldn't be main event in WrestleMania. They hired her for her name. She got all, everything she got for her name. Now, she worked her ass off while she was there. I'm not going to take that away from her. But you can't just be one of the girls. You're the star. That's why we got you here. You can be just one of the, you know, you can have the camaraderie in the locker room. But when that fucking red light goes on, I need you to be Ronda fucking Rousey. But then on the other side of things, uh, if she were to be fighting for SmackDown Raw title, people would be complaining either way. So what are you going to do? Not if she's got good charisma. People were complaining because she sucked. When she came back this last time, when she came back at the Royal Rumble that we were at and her run since then, she's just been going through the motions. That's the way it looks to me. Like when she came the first time, she was motivated. She was trying. She was getting better. She was good at at social media, like fucking with the fans and stuff like that. She was doing everything right then. And she left. And now she's came back. She's just like, this is my side job. So you feel like she had more fire her first run? I do. I think she was hungry her first run. I really do. I think she had something to prove her first run. I think she wanted to prove she belonged there her first run. And now I think she's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck y'all. They're going to like, this is how long my contract is. They're not going to fire me. I'm Ronda Rousey. I'd like to see them load a whole character up and see what she could do with another gimmick. That'll be indicative of, um, you know, her longevity and whether or not she could cut it long term. Like, give her something out of left field that you wouldn't even expect her to do and see how, if it sticks. What that is, I don't know. But they got writers. They pay all these writers all this money, so think of something. Right. Speaking of a, a, a gimmick out of left field, Mickey James <laughs> posted today. For You know what? I'm going to find it because I want to quote it correctly. She posted a video of like her making out with all these other female wrestlers. <laughs> oh, no, Trish, Trish got to be out there. <laughs> yeah. Let me find this fucking post. I'm going to read it to you. It was so funny. Um you know, it's Pride Month. She said, uh, turn the fucking sound down, Chris. You're on the radio. She said, I may not be 100% gay, <laughs> but I've been known to sway some days to all my family, to all my friends. I see you. I hear you. I celebrate you. I love you. And then it's her like kissing other women after she's beat them up and grabbing all on them. And it's pretty good video actually like go to uh at the mickey james on instagram and you can find it she's right here on the shirt by the way um so shout out to her it's just she, she's really good on social media i'll have to check that out for research purposes i know uh, nick aldis doesn't mind it probably <laughs> let's get to our power rankings before we get in trouble um Sorry, I just saw a 
spoiler of what's on NXT right now and can't wait to watch Why it later. Blurt it out? I didn't. I'm getting better. No, I appreciate it. It had nothing to do with Gigi Dolan, and that's that's the honest to God truth. But because if it did, you know I wouldn't have held that shit in. Gigi Dolan simp over here. <laughs> Let's get the power rankings, EJ. I say this every week, but I doubt we probably have anybody the same on this week's list. Somehow we always end up dudo, but this week I don't think we all have anybody the same. But well, I feel like you know my number five because we were talking about him earlier. Will yeah. Osprey. And I yeah. put him on here. I didn't watch the match, but I saw his interview where he shit on Canadians, including Shawn Michaels. I mean, Bret Hart. He shit on Bret Hart, which I didn't like. But he shit on Canadians, and he shit on Canada. So, he's on my fucking list. I like Osprey. I'm a big fan of Osprey. I know he doesn't want to come wrestle in America. I wish he would, though. I wish I could watch the guy more. Yeah, Osprey. And, uh, looks like him and Omega... Headed towards Forbidden Door. Like you said, I think Omega should win. I mean, not Omega. I think uh, Osprey should win that just because Omega's been beating him. Is Omega still the U.S. champion in New Japan? He is. That was a number one contender match between uh, Murder Hawk and Osprey. Oh, yeah. Osprey's coming to get that. Osprey's coming to get that red belt. So, my number five pick is the Megastar. Mr. L.A. Knight qualifying for yeah yeah the uh, money in the bank and was it surprising because he's been picking up steam but he was getting chair so much they were actually booing your boy Montez which was kind of a interesting look what do you think about that can I, can I say something what's that I don't think L.A. Knight said good <laughs> Like, hey. everybody likes him and everybody touts, like, how over he is and all that shit. But, like, when I watch him after he does his little L.A. night, yeah, after he does that, like, I'm done. There's nothing else I like. I don't like him in the ring. Uh, his promos are okay. But I feel like I feel like he's one of those guys that the internet tells you is good. So everybody cheers for him. Maybe, maybe people are just copycatting each other, but yeah, I've been a fan of him since Eli Drake. Yeah, the whole Matt Hardy thing was going on. He caught my eye back then. I thought he would be in WWE a little bit sooner, but everybody else is jumping on the bandwagon. I've been following LA Knight slash Eli Drake since like 2016. So that's my number five. My number four. He put on a banger against your boy Kevin Owens this past Monday. The ring general, Gunther, my number four pick. That was a damn good match. Honestly, if KO would have won, he'd have been in my top five. Um, I used to not like Kevin Owens, and he's, like, won me the fuck over. And now, like, everything the guy does, I like. Yeah, he's fucking. You mentioned that last week that he won you over finally. Yeah, he slammed down a little bit. Not that that was why, but, like. You can tell, like, it's made a difference in his in-ring work also. Like, the guy can fucking go. Um, my number four, your WWE disputed world heavyweight champion, picked up a win over Damian Priest 
Looks like he's going to get Finn Balor pretty soon. Uh, Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, man. So I guess we do have, we share somebody. I was hoping it would be a week we didn't. Uh, my number three, your new TBS women's champion, picked up a win over Nyla Rose, Chris Statlander. Not a good interview on Busted Open, though. Oh, man, I didn't get to hear it. I was, I'm like halfway through that episode. Yeah, it's nice. Man. What was, it? was she stumbling or something? What was wrong with it? It just wasn't, I don't know, just wasn't good. It didn't come off as a good interview. Like, they've had interviews where I'm like, man, that was a good interview. This was not one of them. It could just be me. Like, whatever. But I didn't like it. I didn't like the interview three. they had with Ashley Dambois. Uh, what was I, that? What about Ashley Dambois? I didn't like the interview they had with her either. I thought she the one, was on there. Man, yeah, she I, was, I missed it. She was on there about a week before she was on here. I thought I thought we were way better. So shout out to Ashley Dambois, friend to the show. Uh, that was your number three. Mm-hmm. My number three. And still, the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Shibata. Big win over Lee Moriarty no on uh, Rampage. Is. It was a pretty good match, too. I know Lee Moriarty. I have no idea who Shibata is. Like It sounds like a type of bridge you would order at an Italian restaurant. Uh, uh, he got uh, <laughs> guys like CM Punk. You know, he's a, a legend over there in Japan. I'm sure. Like I just C- don't know who he is. Guys like CM Punk got their striking styles apparently from him. Uh, he had like a life-altering, I think it was a brain injury. Oh, okay, okay. I I know who that is now. Yeah. He's yeah. A he pure champion right now. He like almost he retired, I guess, for a year or so, and then came back. And then they run an angle when he came back about his head too, like. Think so. Yeah. I mean, he was at uh, Forbidden Door last year. He came out after Orange Cassidy. Yep. Getting beat up. That's him. That's him. Yeah. My number two is your IWPG champion, Sonata. Put on a hard hitting match again, and he defeated Yoda uh, Suji. Wait, he's the champ champ? Like, he's the world champion? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep, so I got Sonata at my number two pick. Uh, my number two is the man, Becky Lynch, finally qualifying for uh, the women's money in the bank. And the reasoning, not because of the quality of the opponent that she won, but I feel like it just shows you how good she is now, where she had a good match against Sonya Deville. Name somebody else who can say that. Huh? Got a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there watching that match, and I was like, "Damn, this is a good match." Sonya Deville's in, and I was like, "I don't think I've ever fucking said that." So the man Becky Lynch, and then that spot where she just kept fucking throwing Chelsea Green into the guardrail, <laughs> like she was—I don't know if you watched it or not. She was bouncing off that fucking guardrail, like she was getting fucked up. Uh, so shout out to Chelsea Green for taking those. That was a that was an ass whooping she took, and she took it very good, very well. Uh, my number one. This man's all about respect. 
Respect for the ring, respect for the sport. The ring, Hanarau, Gunter. What a fucking match with him and KO. Man, I hope they just let him break Hunky Tonk's record. That's my only hope. Yeah, he ain't got long left, right? Maybe like 100 days? For like 400 something. Yeah, Gunter's got what, like 100 days left? Yeah, he, he, Gunter hadn't got it up to a year, quite a year yet. So he's got, I think it'd have to be like September or so for him to break it. That's still a good bit of ways away, but. Yeah, it's just the start it. of football season. True. Uh, that was your number one? Yep. My number one, and still your world heavyweight champion, Seth Rollins. Big win over Damian Priest. It was a good match, too. Um, it was weird how they uh, ended Raw. They just had uh, your boy Finn Balor come out and just stare at him, which is weird. I don't know what that's going to head to. Like, well, I mean, he he had said earlier in the night when he was talking to Damian Priest, like, I'm already a longer champion than Finn Balor was. So I think that's, that's clearly where that's going. Is Balor versus Rollins probably at the next pay per view? Oh man, yeah, they did. Cause I was thinking, didn't they just face each other in that tournament? That was Cody. That was Cody and Finn. Uh, I guess that's cool. I guess they'll probably do it at London. Yeah, Money in the Bank. Isn't that where Money in the Bank is? Yeah. Yep. I could have swore they just faced each other though. It feels like they face each other all the time for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at it. You give me Finn Balor and Rollins, I know it's going to be a fucking good match. Uh, sadly, Balor's not going to win. Or, you know, they might throw a fucking wrench in there and fucking let Rollins have like a little month-long reign and Balor takes it from him. They got to let Dom take it off of him. Dom's going to be busy with Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, they did tease that. That was hilarious. He was hiding behind Rhea. I just want to say... Cody's entrance, that dude looks like such a fucking superstar. And it has nothing to do with him. It's all about the fucking song and the crowd. He's just like, he's the third man in the ring. <laughs> like He's like the referee in a one-on-one match. All he's got to do is throw his arms up when his O goes off. Like, it is such a, like, they sang the whole fucking song I was watching. And I was just sitting there like, man, good for this guy. Good for the uh, downstate, like. Ain't no telling the fucking downloads they got for people to learn that song. But he looks like such a star. Um, and sadly, we're probably on our way to Dominic and Rhea versus Cody and Brandy. Oh, no, they better not bring Brandy back in the ring. It's coming. It's coming, EJ. They already brought up Cody's kid and Rhea got in Cody's face. As Brandy told what did Brandy tell Jade? Don't come for me unless I call for you or some shit like that. Heifer. Shit. Heifer. <laughs> I know WWE doesn't like to acknowledge AEW, but they need to go back and watch some of that film and see how dreadful that was. I liked it. You, come on, man. That was the best Brandy's ever been on the mic. Don't come for me unless I call for you, Heifer. Her code switching. That was awful. <laughs> Cody's in the background, like, 
Him and his mean Cuban mom. <laughs> oh my goodness! Flavor. I don't know. I'm I'm down with fucking Brandy versus mommy. Let mommy beat the shit out of her. Let's Cody, Cody beat the shit out of Dominic. I mean, I wouldn't put it past WWE though. They keep bringing back Maurice for these random matches with Miz. So. Listen, listen. Oh. They can bring back Maurice as much as they want. She ain't even got to do nothing. Just put her on TV. So wait, aesthetically, I guess yes, but she serves no purpose. Sure, she does. She, right. her, that fucking DDT she used to do was dope. Was it though? She had a really good DDT where she fucking throw her hair back while she was doing it. Took coordination, EJ. I'll take your word for it. You never watched Maurice in Ring? No, not really. She was alright. She was pretty much done by the time I started watching again. You ever, did you ever see Oksana? No. What the fuck ever happened to Oksana? She was dating. She was dating Teddy Long, and then all of a sudden she was off the TV when he was the GM. I've. I've that name sounds familiar. I think I browsed over some stuff with her. I was a real big fan of Oksana. I wish I knew what happened to her. And what about that one one girl? I forgot her name. She was like a Divas champion. Darker hair. I think she's cool with Biggie. I can't remember her name. Caitlin? Yeah. Celeste Bonin? I never seen any of her stuff too. Like randomly see clips like here and there. I was a fan of her. Um, I took a picture with her at WrestleMania first wrestlemania i went to uh she actually stopped wrestling she started a fitness company with her ex-husband uh they owned the gym they had like all these supplements and shit and then like this i'm not like putting anything out there that wasn't on social media they had a really messy divorce uh and now I, th- I think she's married now. She still does like signings and shit like at WrestleCon and all that. And she's into like positivity and like a bunch of hippie type stuff. Uh, she came back a couple years ago and I think she was in like one of the Royal Rumbles. And I think she came back for like a run a few years ago. But she was just she was just never like good. Yeah, I say isn't she, isn't she pretty young? She just got tired of the industry or something? She was young at the time. I think she was like 25 back then, so we'll put her at like 35 now. But I don't know. She had other endeavors, you know, like Eva Marie had all that other shit going on. She had other stuff going on also. Like she was she was doing really well. I followed her on social media for a while. Uh, I'll randomly see her now, but she was still doing well. Like she like they had a really good business and. Uh, she had her own like yoga pants and workout clothes and shit like that. They were selling really well. Celestial bodies—that was the name of it, because their name was I feel Celeste. Like a lot of those uh, wrestlers in that era had like small stints. Like they maybe didn't get in the industry for the right reasons. I feel like everybody from the women's revolution and on up are in here for the long haul. Yeah, wanted to be a wrestler. Well, I mean, that was WWE, like, hiring literal models to do this shit, you know? Like, uh, what's Undertaker's wife's name? 
Sarah. Not Sarah. McCool. McCool. She yeah, was like, cool. she didn't grow up wanting to be a wrestler. She was a fitness person and won. I don't even think she won Diva Search that year. But they that was back when they used to still hire Diva Search people. It was literally the Diva Search. Like Candice Michelle came from that. Uh, Christy Hemme. They had some, you know, this is back when we used to watch wrestling, women's wrestling for the the other talent, you know. <laughs> Uh, so I was I was a fan of Crystal Marshall. That was probably my favorite Diva Search contestant of all time. Isn't that uh, Bobby Lashley? I believe ex wife. Yeah, she's still like I used. To, she used to remind me of Halle Berry so much. And if you look at how her and Halle Berry on Instagram right now, you can still see the correlation. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Kind of glad they actually are hiring. Like, Women that actually want to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of like really good women's wrestling. Honestly, like I was sitting here thinking while I was watching Monday Night Raw, like I'd like to see Becky Lynch outside of WWE. I know it's never gonna happen. Like it could it could happen. It ain't we never don't gonna think happen. Mercedes would ever do it. No, we there was writing on the wall that she was gonna go to Wrestle for Japan like years ago. She just seemed like the outcast of the four horse women. Um, I think you'd see Charlotte leave WWE before you saw Becky leave. Hmm. I can see Bailey leaving. I guess Becky would be the least really? likely just, be, just because she's with Rollins. I feel like Bailey's the least likely to go anywhere else. Even with it, the, the weird. Stuff that was going on with her a month or so ago. Yeah, I feel like Bailey's a lifer. WWE. I don't think so necessarily. I see. I can see Bailey going before Charlotte. I don't know. I just I. I wish I honestly. I wish. I wish there was a women's wrestling promotion in the states. Not Wow, because Wow's not good. But, like, if somebody would make a women's wrestling promotion and hire, like, all the big-name stars from all the companies and just, I think it would do well. I really do. Why can't WoW revamp themselves and be that type of company? Ownership. I don't know. I mean, it could happen. People didn't think AEW could happen, so... Somebody yeah. really wanted to make an all women's company like that. They I wish have the capital to make it happen. I wish AEW would get their shit together with their women's division. It's slowly but surely getting better. Where do you think your girl uh, Jordan Grace is headed to? Mm, that's a good question because automatically I was like, she'd probably be headed to AEW, but she would just get lost in the shuffle there. So I have no clue. I don't know. I think she's got a different look. She's she's improved big time in the ring. Um, I feel like she's more likable now than she was five six years ago. I think she I think she'd do well in AEW. Maybe she goes to Stardom, New Japan. Where's uh Gresham? Is he in Impact now? Yeah, he's in Impact. That's weird. Is he gone for real? Or cause I heard rumors, but is it like 
I thought she said that her contract was done with them and she's going to take some time off. I could be making that all up, but I thought that's what I read online. I've heard whisperings here and there, but I never see anything, a statement come from her. But but if you're saying she's saying that, maybe uh, she's just taking a break. Cause like you said, her husband is still an impact. So We can always go to the old social media app and I'll see if I'm lying or not. I wouldn't mind see her in NXT actually I think NXT would be a good landing spot for her let's see here how and how is was she like 28 now I don't know how old she is but I can't find the the post I guess I did make it up but yeah, I heard. But like I, like you said, I heard she was gone too. She's twenty seven. Huh? Still young. Like you said, she's totally transformed her body in the past year. So wherever yeah, she lands, hopefully they'll give her a chance to actually showcase her skills. I don't know. Uh, I thought I read that from her that she was taking time off and that her contract was up with impact. Let's see, she cut her hair off and dyed it pink. She's wow. doing she's I didn't doing see that. She's doing yard work. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I guess I just made that shit up, but <laughs> either way Fightful reported that she was done with Impact, so sorry about that shitty podcast and audio just then while I was trying to find that. Fightful reported that she was done with with Impact, so yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing her in AEW. Let her go for that TBS championship. Yeah, beat Statlander. Let Statlander have a short fucking reign and put it on another powerhouse. Grace versus fucking Jade. You gotta let Jade elevate to that world title. Yeah, I think Jade's gonna take some time off probably, and then uh, when she comes back, she's going straight to the top. Yeah, they need to be more creative when she does get the belt. Just don't have her be Goldberg 2.0. I feel like Jade and Tony Storm at All In would be. Mm-hmm. I I want to see Tony and Jamie at All In. What's Jamie Hader's injury? Ooh, that's another thing. I don't know how long that injury, but I heard it was like a more of a nagging injury than something substantial. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at Hader versus Storm three. Like they both won world title matches versus each other. This would be the rubber match. Wouldn't be mad at that at all. And then what would you do the next week at All Out? I still don't get. Jay gets the winner. Oh, that would be intriguing. I wouldn't be mad at it. Are they still... Is that a definite all-outs in the following week, or is that just yeah. what we're guessing? No, that's, they announced it. All-outs in the next week. Hmm. Where is all-outs? Is it still in Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Hmm. What's the date for that? Whatever the week after all-out. Memorial all-out. Day weekend? Labor Day 
Labor Day Memorial, whatever. It's all the same. Uh, you know, all that weekend's pretty fun, EJ. Uh, I might have to check my calendar. I got to see what they're going to have going on, man. Because if they put what they put on double or nothing, I would skip it. <laughs> I feel like when I travel to these places, a lot of times it's not necessarily for the event. It's for the city. And I like Chicago. Chicago's dope, man. Give me some deep dish. Let me go to work. Yeah, let's go to let's go to let's go to Giordano's and just see what happens after that. <laughs> Peteopolis won't be there. He told me he'll be actually in uh Tennessee, I think he said that weekend. Maybe Mike Durban can fucking show us around on some good deep dish places. I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Uh, you got anything you want to say if we get up out of here, EJ? Uh, thank you for all the listeners out there. Follow us on all our social media platforms, like Rucker said earlier. Get my views up. Get my <laughs> subscription up. I need that in my life. Uh, and uh, Rucker will be on 80 Proof tomorrow. And check out a new episode. We're going to go live on Thursday with Haymaker MMA previewing this weekend's UFC 289. Who's fighting this weekend? Like What's that? Who's the main fight this weekend? Oh, it's a trash car, but, you know. <laughs> it's Amanda Nunes versus Irene Aldana is the main event. That's not even a title match, though, right? It is for the Bantamweight, women's Bantamweight title. Oh, she's still the champ. I thought somebody beat Nunes. I'm crazy. She did, but then she got it back in the rematch. Ah, yeah, I've tuned out. I used to be real big into women's MMA when Misha Tate was the champ. Um, Back when Ronda Rousey, like that's why they brought Ronda Rousey in because she was like good at talking shit on the mic in UFC, but then she got a WWE. I don't know what happened, man. Yeah, maybe she needs a cupcake. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Actually, I won't because we're leaving. Tune in next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Twitch.tv/slash Boot to the Face. Until then, tell your mom we said hi. Peace.